Hi, I'm Rosie, and this is your invitation to join me in my weekly musings where I go into a little bit more of soul searching. The stories of our life create a beautifully colored tapestry, interwoven by connecting threads. When we follow these threads that are tugging at our heart, we're open to each other's creativity and higher artistic frequencies. So here at the Mystic Rose Studios in the Pomona Arts Colony, you might hear some quirky sounds from the urban setting, but wherever you are, and in the midst of all your quirky sounds all around you, I invite you to join me and keep following those threads. There are some people that are in your life that you can not speak to for weeks or months or even years, and it feels like you haven't skipped a beat. You don't need to apologize or explain yourself. And it almost feels like they're living a parallel life to you. A lot of the experiences that you've had, you both were were doing. That is um, somebody that I love so much, Haikini Chandler. We caught up. We actually make it a point to, to check in on each other. We text each other or leave voice recording messages for each other at least once a week. Um, sometimes more often, sometimes it gets to about every, you know, two weeks, but we do make it a point to check in on each other. And I think we know that our mission in this life is to help others. And we hold each other in that space as well by just encouraging each other and witnessing each other and cheering each other on. We met um, through the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, studying mind-body eating, uh, coaching, and uh, she actually took the certification training at a different time than I did, but we both participated in an in-immersion teacher training, and we got to meet in person. And here we are talking about how do we reemerge? How do we, how do we continue helping others, serving others, um, changing the way we approach things um, in this new setting? So anybody who is interested in finding a new way of how to work through this time, listen in. going to start recording because I know us we're going to start talking about really cool stuff and then I'm going to be like shoot we didn't record <laughs> so how are you I am I'm good I'm really good I had to turn this one on <laughs> oh I don't know how to like uh separate when I'm switching my bluetooth Oh, yeah. And then my music, my Zuma music comes on. It's like intermission, I guess. <laughs> if I see you dancing or getting up and start doing a move, I know it's not. Yeah. It's just Zumba. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really good, actually. Yeah. So I don't have any complaints. It's interesting how uh, I feel for me and I think you also, we've talked about this, that unplugging from all this external noise that we just kind of got used to living in, social media, news, just even other people, like, has been such a gift in all this. Like, it's it's helped 
me to really ground. Like it felt like it, it like, oh no, if I disconnect from people, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be away from them and that's not going to help them. But it's actually, do you agree with that? Like it's helped you to actually like center and find yourself again so that now you're really helping more people. Right. It was more like getting away from the noise so then you can get back to self. Like right. what is the underlying thing that you like to do? What is that underlining, um, like your underlying focus mm-hmm. of who you are and what's your whole makeup? Also to point out too, what has been distracting you? That has been a big thing because a lot of times it can be something really good, but it can be just there just to distract you. And so we don't realize that. We realize we think everything we, if it's good, it's okay. What's that? For, uh, it was a verse. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. So everything may not be beneficial for you. And so I had to, like, I had a little bit of like anxiety when I was trying to break away, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out. And no, I didn't miss out. <laughs> it helped me to redirect my focus a lot. And so I don't, I don't have any regrets and I'm not sure how much I'll be plugged back in. Right. You know, not, it won't be the way that I, I guess, have been trained to be plugged in, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm like no longer feeling that I have to. And and I, we knew that, that we didn't have to do things the way everybody said. Like maybe in the beginning, try this, try this, because these people said that this worked and why not try it their way, right? But things evolved so much that even by the time that person shared, this is how I got this many or built my business on this, everything changed. So really it's old systems. And it's also what works for you personally. Like, I think you and I are not afraid to try different things, but that kind of made us like squirrel brain, you know, like trying that and doing that. And then we can juggle a lot of things, but to actually make them go deep and sustainable was what, by just kind of ripping that bandaid off, I think. I'm like you, I was feeling like, okay, what's this going to do to my business and how am I going to go on with this? But I'd rather it be organic and word of mouth and be the way I choose to share myself Mm, Um, and trust that those who need to hear and work with me will find me rather than it being has to be this pace that's fast and you've got to put yourself out there and you've got to be on these platforms and you have to, have to, have to. That's just disingenuous, I think. And it's not, it's not how we are meant to be. Like we're not supposed to live in this fast pace, like city life. That's just naturally not how we're, we're supposed to be. And that became what the social media world is like. I just think of it as like, it's like New York, Tokyo. It's like this fast-paced lights and, you know, all this chaos, right? Yeah, too much chaos for this person that I guess I consider myself an introvert. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was too much, too much. And all I think, too, it causes you to, because it's set up a certain way to jump the gun a lot. 
because you feel like you have to. And I've had people tell me this still as I'm into my unplug them still um, that, you know, you got to do X, Y, Z in order to do blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no more of me letting people tell me what I need to do because in the midst of me being unplugged, I actually became a, a second time author. That's right. <laughs> in like who does that when you're unplugged? I mean, people, I've, I did something that was totally against the grain and I feel good. So I think too, as women, as people who may have tried all the things, just letting people know there's always another way. You don't have to get caught up in all in the little wheel that you can succeed. You can, and it's going to look different than what most people say it should look, but it's all about finding out what moves you. How can you serve people in a way that it's, it's going to not just hit them, but it can hit their children. It can hit generations to come. And that's going to be exponential. And it's going to, it all takes for you. It only one person, and just in and then it can start a ripple effect from there so I guess a lot of people don't realize that I think and it's fear too because you can be afraid to even want to do it because what if you fail what if you look stupid I mean it's all these different things that come to mind and I I mean I I felt those before like what if this doesn't work but it wasn't like it wasn't the main the main thing wasn't what if it doesn't work So I had someone, um, I was listening to um, a YouTube video and they were like, sometimes you have to ruin your reputation. I don't don't think I've ruined my reputation, but I kind of know what he was trying to say. Yeah. So sometimes you have to go and just do something just off the wall and people may say, oh, she's crazy. She's going to do X, Y, Z and it's not going to work or what is she doing? You know, she has this big platform and if she leaves, everybody's going to leave. <laughs> but I was willing to, I guess it wasn't even a big issue. I guess I was still willing to take that risk. I guess if that makes sense, if I'm explaining it clearly enough, but that wasn't a big thing in my mind. My thing was I needed this for myself, for my sanity mm-hmm. And, and so I can help people more because if I'm all crazy, how can I help someone else? If I'm not <laughs> get myself together, that makes sense. So, yeah, I agree. Like if you're chasing it or you're forcing it, maybe you have more people that you are exposed to that you are working with, but it's not enjoyable because it's, it's either stressful or, you know, these aren't even the people that you should be working with. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's not authentic. Exactly. And that, that is what then feels like you'd rather not have, like, not that you don't want to work with people. We know we're meant to work with people, but we'd rather take our time and work with one person that we're supposed to and go deep and have it be meaningful for both of us. Cause when you, when you work with somebody, they become a mirror and you start working on your, you know, you heal yourself and you things that you are sharing with them. You're like, maybe I should be listening to my own advice, you know, 
God will always send us people that we need in our lives, you know? And so I think that's the thing is that this, all this craziness, I think, how can we alchemize that? How can we transcend that into a gift of what our mentor, how we met, you know, with Mark David is that slow down and getting back into your body and living that ever present moment. And how can we do that with each client or each person that we even just speak to or work with, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned our mentor (laughs) because I uh, reached out to him and the same thing that I was doing, he was doing getting back to nature. Mm. And I'm like, see, I'm on the same page. Yes. (laughs) But one thing I think that has helped me is we do where we live now is a, there's a lot of trees and just you hear the birds. Like I've started recording my podcast outside because oh, yeah. you're burping and all that stuff. So now when I go outside, I rarely wear shoes and I'm just walking out there and just, you know, and my, the kids and I were sitting down, we'll get our little blankets out and just sit in the sun and just, you know, Stuff that we should have been doing like regularly, not just like every now and again, oh, let's just go sit outside and take our shoes off. But it became my little ritual, just right. getting out there and feeling the earth. And it's, it is grounding. It's so grounding. And it just puts a lot of perspective. And it's just, it's freedom. Because, you know, the state of the world now, I mean, you, some, most places where I live, when you go out to the shops, they require a mask. And so, and it was one day we went out, we had to hit all the stores that day. (laughs) And my son, he started feeling bad because he had a mask on. He got too hot. And so, you know, pulled ass down a little bit in one of the stores. And I'm like, I can't do this. This cannot be it. (laughs) This is not working. And like, now it's just like, okay, I'd rather just order all my stuff online than have to like, to go through that because we need to experience the freedom of breath, breathing, breathing freely, communicating freely. I miss people smiling. Yes. Smile. You know, you can't even get that anymore. I mean, you can assume they're smiling when their eyes get all, you know, squishy. <laughs> but it's like, you know, so I'm like, if, if people, I challenge people to, if you can't get like to a little a nature spot, nature walk, I mean, you can create something in your backyard. If you don't have a backyard, create something in your room, something where you can listen to some nature music or just create that space because we need it. We need to hear those birds. We need to hear, you know, the wind, you know, blowing. We need to, we need that because it's grounded. It makes us secure. It makes us more stable and sane. And so we need more of that. And the more we can do that, the more we can make peace with ourselves, the more we can show others how to make peace. Because all we are are guides. Everything that we do, we're here to guide people. And so um, you want to touch more on that? Yeah, yeah. And, and it does feel like um, in an archetypal, symbolic sense, like the Massar gag order, you know, it's closing out that whole you know, you're uh, being able to speak, being able to 
um, see each other and how, how smiles, you know, make a difference in communicating with each other. Yeah. Like it's not good to always breathe our own, you know, uh, uh, you know, breath and bacteria, because that, that's supposed to go out, you know, the exhale. Um, and keeping us in and closing things off, like even trails and beaches and things, I think that has a negative effect because we're supposed to be out in nature. Again, back to the, the, the city, I don't think we are supposed to live in that high, intense, fast pace our whole life or at all. <laughs> and I, I think that this gift of being able to work from home is maybe going to allow that you don't actually have to live in a you know, in a circumference near a city that you can actually live where you want to live spread out and be back into what we are supposed to be with earth, with nature, um, there's a communication. There's a real communication. We need Earth's negative ionic charge. I actually have sandals that have a copper plug and the laces are copper so that when I still have shoes on, if I hit the the soil um, or earth, any part, that it's going to kind of give a little boost if I can't take my shoes off. <laughs> so leaning on a tree, you know, going out and that breath, all that washing your hands, like bringing all that in. I have a theory. I feel like because we're both Gen Xers um, and if anyone out there is a Gen Xer, I, I encourage you to listen to this, my theory. <laughs> but I, I feel like we're the generation that really, um, you know, we are have, we're in leadership roles, but they're more of like behind the scenes. That's how we are. We just like put our head down, we work, we're behind the scenes. Um, and the generation before the boomers are still, in, you know, in, in the high leadership roles, we might be in like tech because that's where we kind of found our way. And there may be in the higher leadership roles, but, you know, in the past, when you got to retirement age, the, the, your children took over your family business, things like that. But like the boomers didn't do that. They're still working. So like the millennials or kids, when they came in, they didn't have a place to co go to work. You know, um, even we had to kind of struggle to find that. But I think that the difference is, oh, can you hear me? It's kind of breaking up. Okay. The diff okay. The difference is, is that, um, we were, I think, the last generation that still played outside, that didn't grow up with a cell phone in our pocket, didn't have just technology at our fingertips. We had to go to the library to research. Um, I heard it put this way. If we were trying to remember, like, who was that actor in that movie, we didn't just, you know, ask Siri we didn't Google it. We had to either remember it or talk to people and just like, ah, or it two in the morning, it came to us. You know what I mean? Or we called somebody and we literally talked to people on the phone. We had to engage socially. We had patience because we had to wait in line for a concert tickets or an album release without the cell phone. So we either were talking to each other or we had books, we had our imagination. The pace was slower. 
Um, but we also were the first two parents were in the workforce. So we were very independent. They called us latchkey kids, you know, um, whether we had both parents at home, but it was just, there was a lot more independence. We had to learn how to make our own sandwich if you were hungry, you know, and it was, we still had to work hard. It was never like, oh, here, let me give this to you. It was, uh, are you kidding me? I don't have like, go earn money, like go um, walk people's dogs or whatever. So that gave us an entrepreneurial spirit where we had to kind of think about things and we didn't necessarily want to just um, move up a corporate ladder, like as a collective, we were more imaginative and that's where like technology boom, because we have more of an entrepreneurial spirit and we find our uh, value in what we can produce, not how many hours of the day we worked. Like if you could get it done in two hours, great. Like we're kind of hackers. Like we, we rather do the hack, not the shortcut in the sense of like making things less quality, but if there's a way to do it and you can do it faster, we're all about that. So that when in our early twenties or depending on the age, but like enough, like, you know, uh, late teens, mid twenties, when cell phones became something that we actually had, we had that knowledge of what life was like without it. So then it became like a cool tool. And I'm not saying that it hasn't become something that we are addicted to, but I think we both agree. We can turn it off and know life goes on. Yes, it might've been kind of hard because we got used to it and it's nice. It's easier. And that connection's nice to have friends that you haven't seen in a long time. But now, rather than just seeing what my friends are posting, if I really want to, I, I text them or I get on the phone call or we do this, you know, together. It's nicer. It's we remember that connection where you actually had to speak to, you had to knock on your friend's door and say, hello, Mr. or Mrs. Like you spoke to adults. And, and I believe that it, as much as we like to like, don't look, like, just let me do my own thing and put my head down. I don't need to be, you know, out there in the limelight. I think that the gift of the slow and the nature we can help the generations coming in to help them ease through technology supposed to help us to be able to make life so that we can um, plug and do things like spend quality time with family, plant gardens, go in nature. We can have the solar panels that help grow the, you know, like on the greenhouse or whatever we need. We can use technology to enhance that, but the point is, is we're supposed to have that human contact, that slow, natural pace that we fortunately remember, but we have to remember that anybody after us didn't grow up like that. So it's our responsibility to teach them because the generation above us, I think they're so, uh, most, a lot of them, like our parents, like technology is very like limited they don't embrace it. They're like, I don't want to, I don't, the computer scare me. I don't like it. That's it. Where we're like, cool, new app. We're like, we're in it. But at the same time, we can unplug from it and say, okay, that was too much. I don't need that. I, I, I'm good with paper, whatever. Right. What do you think? 
<laughs> Give me the paper. I'll write it on the paper. <laughs> That's just like doing math. You're like, everything is on the computer. I'm like, you know what? Let me show you. Let me get out my whiteboard. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can break it down. That way you can see. Can you see this? It's the same that's on the computer, but no, you need that hand, that touch. It's like sometimes it makes it all if you can still touch it. You know, it's exactly how we are. And it's just trying to like my kids that. And it's fun. They think it's like cool to go outside and just sit there and have a blanket. And we're just like, oh, okay. But they think it's a break. We're just taking a school break. But it's just like, this is needed. You're being grand, you know? I know our kids okay, think it it's a, it's a, it's a, our kids think it's a, it's a break. I heard this one thing where like in the past, when we were in trouble, we got sent to our room. Now the kids, because they have their video games and, you know, TV in the room, now they're sitting outside, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's not so bad. I mean, my kids, you really can't punish them because it's just like, oh, we're outside, you know? Woo, you know, take your shoes off. It's like, you know, it's just like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything. It's just, I think it's we're in a cool position. I think it's, I think it's a blessing to be in this position because we can see both sides and then we can help those that are above or older, you know, like our parents and everything. And then those like, like my sister, she's just a decade younger, but still it's totally different still. And then being able to help our children and the younger children. So I'm like, I think we're in a perfect space. Yeah. And being able to share more of what it means to break away. And yeah, you can have life outside of all the AI stuff, but this is what it looks like. Yeah. And that way you can like, you know, de-stress and you can just kind of like, hey, you know, you know, less anxiety. I don't have to like do this all the time. You can still have a life and be happy. Mm. Hey. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, because I mean, the the our children were born into this, so it's like they 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 have to be shown how it you won't die. Like, but did you die? You know, and they always say, "But did you die?" Like, you're not gonna die. You know. <laughs> there is a um, there's a poem, and you should look it up after this. So um, it's called um, She Let Go. You ever heard of that? Mm. She Let Go by Sapphire Rose. You need to. I probably have seen it reshared, but. But it's just talking about what we're talking about. You don't need permission. Mm. You don't public service announcement. You don't have to read a a scripture or verse. You don't have to do all these things to let go. Just do it. Just really go. And that's that that poem really hit me like last year. And mm-hmm. I was like, where have this where have you been? Because yeah. it's just kind of spelled out my whole life. And it was just like, I don't need permission. Like I don't have to tell I don't have to tell anyone. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I can do this. Like I don't have to. Like when do we give other people so much authority over us? Our power mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Yeah. When do we give all that power away? That's a lot of power. (laughs) And it's all key because we are mostly water. And so water holds so much 
memory, right? But it also is going to move according to frequency. So if it's always loud and chaos and more, it's just going to be all over the place. So unplugging and going back to yourself and letting the waters be still, now you can actually see what possibly needs to be removed or even just listening to yourself and remembering like we're sovereign beings already. And that's what I kept saying is like, I'm not afraid to lose anybody. I'm afraid to lose myself and give my power away and seeing to like take back yourself, like your fragmented soul, you know, from all these different places. This is like, I finally am like, here I am. Like you said, without having to ask for permission. I like that. I just saw the visual of taking back. Like, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You served me at a, you know, four time. I'm taking this back. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Just like, bring me back. Bring me back. Exactly. I like that. Wholesome, right? All these words like be whole, wholesome, holy, like all these things, like these words that we use and we just, but they all have meaning. You know, we all already have everything we need and looking always looking for validation externally whatever it is uh may may have reasons and serve but not as a constant it's the balance back to what you said it's a balance but everybody it's going to look different for everybody and at different times in our life but I, i think that the gift in this to be able to really unplug and like not only who am i but who do i want to be that's what's important. I want to hear about your book, your new book. I got a, one comment first. You know how people say you need to be the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. but how can you be that if you don't know yourself? Exactly. Exactly. You know? Because you then to- you're just going to be a puppet and you're going to try to be the best version of what you think somebody needs you to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did, I wrote a journal and I've always wanted to write a journal, but I had this idea in my head that it had to be a certain way. Um, but spending time with myself, I was like, okay, one thing that's always remained constant in my life is I love quotes. I've always liked quotes. And then I've like years, I started years ago, I started making up stuff. Let's make up. I'll say something. Yeah. You know, encouraging people. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's good. So I started writing those quotes down. <laughs> I like, I need to listen to my own self. So I just started writing them down. And then when I got on social media, I would post things and most of them would be my own quotes. And so I was like trying to think about what can I do to like, just put something out there that's just all me. And so I started Googling different things and I was like, hmm, maybe a journal. Yeah, I thought about a journal, but it has to be something, not just a regular old journal. It has to be something else. And I was like, what about a meditation journal? I was like, oh, okay, I can take my quotes and make them into a meditation journal. So it's a meditation journal. Look, since you can let me plug, here it is. (laughs) I love it. It's so pretty. And it's thick. 
it looks like a real book. And I'll tell you how I came about this. So I wanted it to be like a book. Because, you know, like the kids are around, if you got little kids, and a lot of kids don't want to read a book that looks like this. So it's something you can just put around, you know, put down. A lot of times as a mom, you don't have a lot of privacy. Mm. So they wouldn't pick this up. Like, oh, oh you're so smart. <laughs> she may make us read it. So all I did is just put all my quotes, not all of them, but rotated. And I think my internet is cutting out, but yeah, say that one more time again. Yeah, yeah. That you uh, put all your quotes. Yeah. For so daily t- inspiration. Yeah. So I took, it's a journal. It's like a journal prompts. So I don't know if you can see this. So I picked a page. And so it has one of my quotes. Well, at the beginning, it has the date. And so you can put in whatever date you want to put in. And Perfect. so I ask, how are you today? And so you can write, like, I'm fine. It sucks. Whatever you want to write down. Yeah. Um, and then I have a quote. And it's, my mornings are bright and magical because I meditate. So each day has a quote, just a quote of encouragement. You can use that quote to, you know, start your meditation. Or if you have your own meditation ritual, you can do that. But then you have a space where you can jot anything that came to you. If you don't, and you want to start, in the beginning, I have a guided meditation. It's a five-minute meditation. I have it written out. And I also have a link. If you want to hear my voice, then you'll hear my voice for five minutes. <laughs> so either way, you'll have an extra meditation in there to get you started. And it's only five minutes. But this is like 360 days of the quotes rotated. And then the last five are a call to action. So it's when you start transitioning and say, okay, now that I have gone through this year, what do I do next? So it has some prompts at the end of what to do next. And I thought this would be something that is all me and how I've helped people over the years, because that's one of my gifts. I encourage people and I, I'm really guiding them to be, they already know the answer. Like people ask me for advice. They already know, but I'm just there to guide them. And so I apply all of that in my journal and just a way to, to introduce them if they don't meditate to meditation, because that's, what's going to help move the needle of finding out who you truly, truly, who you really are and pulling off all the layers and saying, Hey, shadow, I see you push you down anymore, but I'm going to actually recognize you and embrace you and find out. Okay. So what do we do next? Like, how can I move the needle? How can I be, my best self by learning how to go within. So I thought that would be something cool. And so far I've got some great results of, you know, people being encouraged by it, but I mean, that's my main focus. And that I believe that's why I'm here just to be a guide and to show people how to be happy, how to accept themselves, no matter what color, what, what you look like, but just to find comfort in knowing that you are all that you need. You, you have everything you need within. So, um, yeah. So that's my little work. I love that. Cause that is so like, that's exactly how you coach, teach, 
hold space is you're organized. Um, it's very like straightforward, like no, like extra fluff, but that it is you ask a question so that the person can then speak. So the, the little prompt is that exactly how you are like, well, what do you think that should be? Or how has, does that look to you? So it's like, that's your style and a reflection of it so that people can have you in their pocket, you know, or on their coffee table. But if they want to have extra coaching, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can go to HikiniChandler.com and it's H-I-C-U-N-N-I Chandler, C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R. I'm sure it'll be somewhere in the notes or somewhere. I'm the only Heike Chandler. And so anywhere else, I've been hanging out on Pinterest lately. So come hang out. People forget about Pinterest. You can send like messages and you can comment, but it's fun. And if you want some encouragement, there's lots of other new quotes. Pinterest. Oh, oh, yeah. I, ha- I am following you. I'll put all these links in the show notes. And is your book, is your journal available to purchase on your website? Yes, so it's on the website. It's on Amazon right now, Annalulu.com. And it will be in Barnes and Noble soon. So Yay! And the other book that you co-wrote, that's also on your website? Yes. So that's on the website as well. And that was fun too. I have it. You want me to show it to you? (laughs) (laughs) I do. Okay, so here's the other one. Joy, Recipes for Abundance. 25 women, and if you would like to see my pretty face, um, we each had like six pages, and so that's my fancy face right there, but yeah, we each had six pages, and my topic is called Free to Embody, and it's all about getting back to yourself, so that's my little thing, so yeah. I love it. What advice um, would you give to to somebody who uh, is also starting their business or maybe in between and they're not sure and they feel that if they unplug from social media or just the internet that they're going to ruin everything? What advice would you give? I would say do what the first thing that you think to do, the first thing that feels right to do, do that. Even if it feels like it's unattainable, it is attainable. Just do what you, your first thought, because if I would have done what I first thought, it would have saved a lot of money. <laughs> um, so do what you first feel that, that umption. Some people call it the gut feeling, your heart, whatever is like, yeah, that, that sounds so good, but I don't know. I don't know. Do that, that right there. And as you begin to unplug, as you begin to meditate, you journal, as you begin to journal, things will start coming to you. Start asking yourself questions. You know, you maybe you've never done that before. It may seem weird, but right before 
you know, even before bed, you're like, okay, ask that question. And maybe it may come to you in a dream, the answer, or maybe during the meditation or someone may speak it and you're like, wait a minute, how did you know that? Mm -hmm. But the more you do that, the more things will be clearer for you, the more that you'll save a lot of time, the more you'll be more of you, more of your authentic self, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to waste any time. Even if this is an illusion of time, it may be needed, but you can save yourself a lot of trouble if you start really just trusting yourself. So I challenge you to start trusting yourself. So mm-hmm. that's my advice. That's really good advice. Really good advice. Yeah. And uh, since the show's called Following the Threads, what do you think was the biggest, whether it was being a kid or what, what do you feel like kept tugging at your heartstring? What was it that was that constant that you feel like brought you maybe full circle or here? If it's a bunch of things or one things, one thing. Oh, I knew, I guess I knew that I was different as a child. Mm. Um, and I always had a need to try to fit in. And if, you know, just thinking about it, if I would have just been myself, I wonder, you know, you wonder where could you have been if you would just like, I was like really timid, timid, a little timid little girl. But I always knew that there was something else. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was something else. And then too, it was funny though. <laughs> um, always, I was that, that girl giving advice. I'm like, I'm a little girl. Where, where have I been? <laughs> you know, but it's like, it was just thread of do it. Theater. Really, really being that mental cheerleader for people. Mm-hmm. And it was that same thing. And I kept getting back to how did I know all that stuff? Like, how did I know how to tell them how to do X, Y, Z? How did I know like, where did that wisdom come from? It had to come from something. We have that connection with the universe. And we have that connection to really pulling that stuff out of us ourselves. And I didn't know that at the time. I just thought, oh, I, I give good advice. <laughs> you know? But um, you see that when you look back. You see those little threads. And it's funny, though, when you get, like, over 40 now, and you're like, oh, man, you know, that's that was it. That's right. Yeah. Things that might not have seemed significant or maybe even like, uh, you know, there was a turning point, but maybe at the time might have felt disappointment, disappointed. You were disappointed. Um, You see like, oh, that was necessary because I wouldn't have like had this now. Right. Like it is true. In hindsight, you can look back. And I think that's the beauty of over 40 is now you have enough wisdom and sense of self that you can then embrace every single thing that's ever happened in your life as part of that journey. And then now it's like, mm-hmm. now it's my time to shine and help others. Or as Mark would say, the queen. <laughs> right. That stuff is someone else. Here you go. Now let me show let me show you the way. I'm your, I can guide you because I've learned all these things right here. Uh, 
And did I lose you? Yeah, you're in a nice turn. Yeah, it's cutting out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love so. it. I want to, I, we got to do this again because I want to hear more about, I bet you our child just hearing like, you know, we know how we are. But I bet like our childhood was like literally mirrors of each other. (laughs) (laughs) I was outside. Yes. You go outside. I want to read books. I want to stay. And I still like to read. Like I've just bought a whole bunch of books. (laughs) Me too. I love books. Even if I don't get a chance to read all of them, just having them around. I used to volunteer at a library when I was little. I just, the smell of books. I love opening them and smelling them and (laughs) Rose, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Did you free? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure whose internet is cutting out. I guess yeah. it's time to to end this one. We'll do yeah. another one soon, part two. Thank you for inviting me to your platform. I think more people need to uh, know the beautiful work you do, and. Um, how much you share open hearted, you know, with so much conviction and, and love and high frequency that um, it's, it's, it can feel very lonely and dark at times right now for a lot of people. Um, And that we're out here to help, um, we're here to to shine a little bit of light, even if it's a tiny candle. <laughs> um, but just there's all of us are out here and uh, finding Hikini and the work that she does is absolutely a beautiful lighthouse and a beacon. So thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, let's do this again soon. Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much. I hope you found this useful and engaging and something that you want to continue tuning into. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and a five-star review would be amazing. Thank you very much if you are inclined to leave a review. Share with anyone else that you feel that um, might be interested in this. And um, don't forget, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, but the easiest way to find me is through my website. And it has all the other all social media links. Uh, RosieVelasquez.com. And I will post that in the show notes. So once again, keep following those threads know that there's a message in every single thing and you're not doing this alone we are all interwoven in this beautiful web of the universe